Hello and welcome. You are listening to an episode of the Sales Chat Show. To stream or download a host of further free episodes that will power your sales success, please visit saleschatshow.com. We really hope that you enjoy and benefit from this episode. Hello folks and welcome to another episode of the Sales Chat Show, saleschatshow.com, driving your sales forward once more by the miracle of modern technology, the Sales Chat Show team have assembled. We can't gather in person because of what's been going on, but we are meeting together virtually to record this episode thanks to the technical wizardry of Mr. Mr. Graham Jones. And uh, so thank you, Graham, for your technical wizardry. Um, this episode is called Are You Missing the Alarm Signals on Your Business Dials? by focusing on the wrong thing. And uh, Phil, you um, you inspired this by telling us about an article you were reading in the paper. So I'll, I'll hand over to you. Thank you. Uh, and uh, you're absolutely right. This is an article written in the Sunday Times by Matthew Said. And um, he starts his article by saying that on the 29th of December 1972, Eastern Airlines 401 took off from New York bound for Miami. The flight was without incident until the plane began its descent and the pilot pulling the lever to lower the wheels. Then a problem emerged. A light that should have illuminated to show that the front wheel was down failed to do so. This either meant that the wheel was not down at all or there was a problem with the light and the pilot placed the aircraft into a holding pattern whilst they hunted for the problem. And basically, they pulled the light from the fitting, blew off to remove the dust, blah, blah, blah. And what they hadn't realized is that the plane was dropping 1,750 feet and the altitude alarm sounded, but it was too late. The plane crashed and it killed 101 people. The moral of that story is that uh, by focusing on one issue, they had ignored other fatal issues. And Matthew Said goes on to explain that the current coronavirus, and this is where it gets a little bit political, um, he is critical of the government for focusing on flu pandemics in their preparation and planning, particularly the 1957 and the 1968 flu pandemics in Asia and Hong Kong. And what they didn't do was to focus on coronavirus uh, evidenced through the likes of SARS and MERS. So uh, the reason why I thought this would be an interesting one is that businesses now are starting to return to work and that will happen over the next two to six months. Uh, and the risk, of course, is that businesses start to focus on implications of the coronavirus, whereas there might be other stuff going on in their businesses with its structure, its finances, its customer base or whatever, um, that are more important and potentially more damaging. So by focusing on how do we go back to work after the virus, they might actually be missing other more lethal forces at work. So that's my intro. Okay, so we're talking here that that if understandably, say, a sales director has 
their focus on one or two things that are sort of looming large on their priority list that they're giving less attention to other areas that could could be pretty have a pretty nasty effect if they're neglected yeah and and i think for some uh, of our listeners who are familiar with the good old swot analysis strengths weaknesses opportunities and threats uh, matthew said's article um i think signals a return to that type of thinking where you might carry out an analysis of the mm. uh, of the whole business and on a previous episode we've talked about building a little matrix build around uh, built around the likely probability of an event happening and the damage that it might cause and we've pointed out previously that businesses need to be looking at events that are highly likely to happen with a high damaging high damaging impact if they did uh, and that analysis again would be across the whole business not just based around now that we're back at work how do we get over this virus which is the risk yeah i'm interested it would be interesting to see um if um, understandably i don't wish to sound critical if understandably sales directors etc will be focused on some more short-term time horizons at the moment and that often happens anyway pre-coronavirus with a quarter focus and then less focus is on medium and longer term for example account development or customer or customer yeah. development and that and that i think could be could be i think shorter term thinking is far more likely to be prevalent at the moment yeah. which means are you neglecting the longer term <clears throat> um so what's your short term medium term long term having having a think of at least some time thinking about that i guess I, I think if i was a sales director or a chief executive i i'd be asking the rather brave question which is you know what were the things that were wrong with our business before this virus hit yeah uh, because the chances are they're still wrong they might have actually got worse well, also, I, I guess they they could be magnified, couldn't they, by what they could be by, by by what by yeah. what's been by what's been happening and what's what's yeah. been going on. Um, and I think I yeah, know exactly. I know from sort of personal experience of being involved in, say, when an organisation has a has a reorganisation, you know, when they make some changes internally to structure or downsize or whatever everybody's focus goes internally inside the organization and they neglect the outside which can often involve the customer which i think makes you very vulnerable to attack you've you've got yourself focused inside on how we're dividing up the sales territories and all of this stuff and your competitors are going oh hello this is a fantastic opportunity to go and attack go and attack your customers so yeah so it's yeah. um it's a uh, it's a, it's a it's a threat i think and um we were talking before we came on air for this around having sort of like a, a like a i suppose a dashboard isn't it of, of things to pay attention to with it we like with the plane analogy they were focusing on you know one one warning light i suppose on the dashboard and yeah. they, they weren't paying attention to the others what what's your thinking chaps on on what 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 sort of things might somebody want to have on their dashboard so that they can shift shift their frame of reference the the one thing that pilots have of course is audible uh, 
signs now. So not only do they have, you know, flashing things and and visual things on their dashboard, but they they miss them, and so they have to have audible things. So they've got two sensory inputs, and so one of the things that we have these days, we're doing everything online, is that we've only got one input, and we can also decide what to put on those dashboards. So what happens is you get a dashboard in a CRM system. And somebody in your sales team doesn't like that particular dial, so they switch it off um, because they, they and so, and so it's a bit like the pilot going, well, I don't like those, you know, those screens over on that side of the plane. So I'll put sticky tape over the top so I can't see them. Um, yeah. So, you, you know, you've got to have control over the, the dashboards that you have and everybody has to see them. But yeah. just having visual signals is no good. We need other things that grab people's attention. So that means having annoying pop-ups that come up with a sound when something happens, like you've neglected a client for a month yeah. or something. Yeah. Um, and so, because you've been so focused on developing new business, you've forgotten to keep in touch with an existing client. And so, but that needs audible alarms to you. So what I think some of the things is that the people who establish these CRM style dashboards in um, in businesses need to think about how do we, what kind of signals do we need to give to people and how do we give them in multi -sense, multiple sensory ways so that they can't miss them? Because yeah. the problem with the pilot was they didn't have a signal. They had a visual sign that the altitude was changing, but there was nothing else telling them that. And so yeah, they were concentrating point. on one thing. So their visual attention was taken away and what they needed was something that would grab their attention. So something like an auditory signal would have grabbed their attention and they'd have gone, what's that kind of thing? So yeah, they'd have then dealt with it and the plane wouldn't have crashed, probably. Work, working with a client and they have they have a signal when an opportunity has been dwelling longer than the average for the organization. It shows it's a dangerous stalling and that, that automatically flags that up yeah. to the salesperson who's who's responsible and I think also I think on the dashboards is why we I strongly recommend when we're doing people are working with Salesforce uh, CRMs like Salesforce or, or Microsoft Dynamics that they separate separate out shorter term forecast reviews which probably focus on the current sales period the current sales quarter from longer term pipeline so separate those two meetings out review forecast which is short term but also re review pipe of sometimes on alternating weeks is a good recommendation so it means you're not neglecting the short term or or the longer term and I think also yeah your, your point Graham <clears throat> what what sort of dashboards have you got showing you new business but also existing business because yeah. if you're neglecting your existing business at this time you're in danger of losing it and um, you can't you can't fill a bath with the plug out so no matter how much new business you're bringing in if it's if it's dropping out the bottom um then that's a, so something around timing on their dashboard wise existing versus new uh forecast versus pipe anything else i mean outside of say crm dashboards i i i've always liked the uh, the very simple sales process of suspects prospects customers and key accounts and if you yeah. think about those four key categories um maybe it's a, a time to uh, get the sales team together to say well in each of those four areas what are the needles and dials that we need to be looking at 
for each of those suspect, prospect, customer, and key account categories. And maybe as a result of that, you might end up with six, seven, eight, nine, or 10, probably no more than that, but they could be absolutely critical then in the way that the uh, the business moves forward. The tr trouble is that, that exactly what happens there is that people then get caught up with, for example, suspects, and they focus on that missing the the alarm signal about their key accounts because they're too focused. Yeah. And this comes down to training. And I think for sales managers and sales directors, I think one of the most important things is training. Because if you think about the pilot example, the reason they don't miss the signals is because they're trained and they get into a routine. They look at, you know, they get in the plane, they check this, they press that button, they do this. It's automatic. They don't even know they're doing it, but they've been trained yeah. to the nth degree, having repeated these habitual behaviors thousands and thousands of times. They don't miss the signals. And so yeah. that's down to training. They can't take off unless they've done all these things in sequence. And they, mm. they do that for every journey, time after time after time, and it's automatic. Whereas a salesperson yeah. has training going, well, what you've got to do is remember these you know, four key people, uh, get on with it. We yeah. need a routine established in training that gets them to you know, every, every morning do this at nine o'clock and this at 10 past nine and so on. And it's a routine in mm -hmm. salespeople. It becomes a habit. And that's why they yeah. miss the signals because they've not got any habits about I, checking I, everything I, they need to check. I, I agree with that. I, I think the, the slight problem at the moment, though, is that people have not been in this current world. And although you're right, there is a responsibility on uh, the sales pilot uh, being trained to look for these things. I think there's more of a responsibility now on the sales director sitting in the control tower and the sales director may be saying okay today is monday we're going to look at this dial tomorrow is tuesday yep, we're yep. going to look at this mm. dial on wednesday we're looking at this on thursday we're going back to the one we looked at on monday because it's more important than any other and really being quite directive uh, until people get yep. the hang of that and then of course as you say graham it becomes a habit thereafter doesn't it well that that is also um you know a lot of the time when i'm working with clients we we work with the sales managers on establishing a coaching cadence exactly like phil is saying which starts to make it become a habitual disciplined process that occurs and actually the more disciplined it is the less onerous it becomes over time because yeah. everything's in place that's undisciplined yeah. Discipline gives you freedom is, is an expression I, I, um, I picked up from, um, I, think it was, uh, I think it was the book Extreme Ownership, Jocko Willink and Leif Babin, the two, the two Navy SEALs. But, you know, the more disciplined your sales team are, the more freedom, the more freedom they get, basically, yeah. because you're not, you're not having to badger them for things. So, you know, I think where your focus goes, your, your people's focus goes. I'm just mindful. I guess some, some sales directors, some sales managers might be saying, hang on a minute, how do I... How do I keep focusing, keep keep all of this in mind? And I think I think Phil's suggestion is you don't have to keep it all in mind. I'm reminded, and Phil, you you've been to Sandhurst, you know John Adair's stuff, the 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 leadership guy who talks about the three spheres of reference that a good leader will rotate their focus through three spheres of reference. They'll look at the task to be achieved. They'll look at each individual person in the team and they'll look at the how the team dynamics and the teams working like three concentric circles overlapping yeah. in a 
sort of and that's a wonderful it's, i mean it's a john adair's just such a genius because that's so simple to remember but yeah. you just keep shifting how are we doing on task how are we doing on revenue delivery how's fred mm. doing how's julia doing how's dave doing what do they each need and how's my team collaborating working together or also with its wider teams pre-sales overlay yeah. teams technical yeah. sales and it's yeah. just a genius i mean it's a very simple thing just keep rotating through those spheres yeah. rotating through those dashboard focus areas if you're doing it consistently, like Phil was suggesting, one a day or something, you're never going to miss anything for very long. So no, exactly. That, that is, it's it's having that it's having that um, shift of focus in there that I think is yeah. particularly particularly yeah. effective. Uh, other yeah. thoughts, guys? Any other thoughts before we we come to a close? <clears throat> Uh, one other, I think, which we, we have partially covered, I think if I was a sales director, I, I, I would not just be looking for alarm signals. I would be looking for things that are working well because the sales yeah. team needs to do stuff in order to maintain those things that are working well. And by also switching the emphasis to things that are working well, that's good for morale. It's good for the motivation of the team. It's not all doom and gloom. We need to keep the things that are working well, working well, whilst we're fixing yeah. the others. And also, I think, you know, a lot of organisations have had to be quite innovative and creative of late. And there might be some new practices that have emerged out of that pressure, I suppose, out of the challenge that you might want to make sure you don't lose um going forward so yeah make sure yeah. what's working well is not because unless a system is maintained it tends to it tends to disintegrate or decay but also yeah. your, your team have probably come up with some very clever innovative ways to get around some of the current challenges make sure you don't lose them because out of yeah. necessity has probably come some great creativity and innovation yeah yeah absolutely uh, Professor Jones, as we like to refer to you. Uh, <laughs> I would just say that I remember, you, I remember many years ago meeting an aviation psychologist, oh, and he goodness. spent his life studying the psychology of pilots. And I remember him telling me that actually getting them to stop making mistakes and missing out problems is down to two things, and it's down to designing the environment in which they sit such that their attention doesn't wane and is focused on the right things at the right time. And it's down to training. And those yeah. are the two key things. And I think that if we want our sales staff not to miss a signal, then actually it's down to the sales director really to ensure that the dashboard and the environment and everything they have is designed properly for them and that they're trained properly. And those two things will mean that your staff won't miss the signals. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, that, Good point. And, that, and that training doesn't just mean how to set up an opportunity in Dynamics right. or Salesforce. It means how to use the data that's yeah. in there effectively. Often the yeah. training is how to start it. You know, the, 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 the technical, the technical yeah. bits and pieces about using it rather than the actual implementation and yeah. integration of it. So that's definitely something to something to do. Well, thank you. Thank you, Chats, for that. So, uh, folks, hopefully that's given you some some food for thought and some frames of reference for you to for you to consider to have in place. Um, there's about 150 plus episodes from the sales 
sales chat show now in our back catalogue all of those are available for you from wherever you get your podcast from so you can subscribe to the sales chat show wherever you you prefer and we just in the meantime want to wish you good luck and good selling in these challenging times and um, most importantly make sure you and yours stay safe thanks very much You have been listening to an episode of The Sales Chat Show. To stream or download a host of further free episodes that will power your sales success, please visit saleschatshow.com. Thank you very much for listening to this episode. And from everyone here at The Sales Chat Show, we'd like to wish you good luck and good selling. (laughs) 